0: have them sacrificed
1: there uh, at the temple in Jerusalem in order for our sins to be covered temporarily no Jesus went to the cross at Golgotha for all of us they pierced his hands and his feet and put that crown on his head so that you wouldn't have to be uh, killed so that you and I wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 through 9 it says for by grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourselves, It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The new covenant, the old covenant, as I said, the, the law, no one could keep the law. Thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not commit adultery, you know, uh, so on and so forth. The law is good, but man is sold under sin, and so he could not keep it. The law is good, the Apostle Paul would say. Of course it's good. Those things are good. But man could not keep it because we are sold. We were in our fallen state and sold under sin. And the consequence for not keeping the law is death. In Deuteronomy 27, 26, Cursed is the one who does not confirm all the words of this law by observing them. And all the people shall say, Amen. You're blessed if you can keep them. You're cursed if you cannot. In James chapter 2 verse 10, he would say, For whoever shall, whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. And that is why Jesus called out the Pharisees. You think you keep these things, but I go deeper. I go, I look inside. God looks at the heart. You may not out physically commit the, the, the act of adultery or, or physically commit the act of murder, but in your heart, you've done it. Well, then who could stand exactly? That is why the world needs a savior because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Jesus Christ provides salvation from the punishment that was heading our way. In Exodus thirty-two sixteen, or in Exodus 32 in general, <coughs> it says that when Moses came down from the mountain with the tablets, that he can hear the noise of the people below. And Joshua thought, uh, you know, it's the noise of war in the camp. And Moses said, it is not the noise of the shout of victory, nor the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. So it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. And so Moses' anger became hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. The Lord told Moses, get down there, because so quickly... (laughs) the Lord says, "Your people have turned <laughs> and, You know the story. You know, Moses was up there for forty days and forty nights. They grew uh, impatient, Aaron, make us a, a a god or whatever. And so he said, "Well, give me all the gold and they made a golden calf and they rose up to play and were immoral and worshiped this false God. They had broken the first commandment, Exodus 23. 20 verse 3 you shall not you shall have no other gods before me man that thing wasn't even written and they had broken it right the law the commandments were and they were already worshiping another god a false god saying this is the god that took us out of egypt and moses broke those tablets Because if those tablets had stayed together, nobody would have survived that day. Because cursed is he who does not keep the law. So you broke the first commandment, all of you die. But instead he said, hey, whoever's down for God, take out your sword and kill your brother. Why do I say that with a smile? I don't know. I'm a a sinner. That's why. I just, I just, it's because they're down for God. God says, you got, you know, prove it. Woo. Crazy. Serious stuff. And they did. They killed their brethren and moved on with their life. Honoring the the word of the Lord on that. But the... The letter kills, doesn't it? Because no one can keep the law. It's the ministry of death. So what purpose does the law have then? We're told in Galatians 3.19 that it was added because of transgression till the seed, capital S, should come to whom the promise was made and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. And so the law was given because of transgression. it was there to restrain mankind. The law, the law says, thou shall not do these things, don't do them. It restrained society until the seed of Abraham. Jesus, the son of David, would come into the world and place his law in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. So no longer... Does it have to be posted up everywhere? This is what the law says. His law is now written in our hearts. In Galatians 3 verse 23 it says, But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. So the law was there to keep us in check until faith in Jesus Christ would come. Think about all the laws we have in our country. They are there to keep society in check. Whether they're believers or atheists, that stop sign means the same thing to everybody. It's just there to keep everybody in check. If the stop sign wasn't there... Generally, it would be recognized by our conscience that maybe we should slow down and then go and then do a California roll stop, right? We look and we go. Without that stop sign, that's probably what we would do. But once that one, and, and you know, and what if a police officer, you know, try, pulls you over and says, why didn't you stop at the stop? Well, there's no stop sign. What are you writing me a ticket for? You're right. Let's put a stop sign there. Now I can write you a ticket. Because you see clearly the law says to to stop. And that's the Ten Commandments. It's God's way of putting everybody in check as much as he could until Jesus would come. The law of God was given to man in order to restrain him. And this was prophesied by Jeremiah thirty. 131. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. We spoke about that with the house of Israel, which that's coming when they believe in the Messiah, but it has come to the church. We believe in the Messiah. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I, when I will make a new covenant. With the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in one who is born again, who believes in Jesus. God doesn't have to post up don't do's in our life. We don't want to do them because we have the spirit of God in us. Right here. Nobody, you don't have to tell me, Ryan, be good, don't be bad. The Holy Spirit does that for all of us, for all of us. And we gladly want to do good. And Lord help us not to do bad. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Now it's true when Moses came down he was he was glowing his face was shining because of his encounter with God. He he was he was like on fire and he didn't notice it himself but that glow faded as time went on. And uh in Exodus 34 let's have you turn there. And if you didn't write down Jeremiah 31, 31, you need to write that down because that that's a that's a verse, right? That's a section that just goes, tells you all about the old covenant and the new covenant and its difference. But go turn with me to Exodus 34. I know it's Sunday morning. Exodus 34. Verse twenty nine. Give me an amen. Once you were there, amen. now it was so. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses's hand, when he came down from the mountain, these are the second, the second tablets. God God rewrote them on second tablets after he broke the first. That Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. Afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them as commandments all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out, and he would come out and speak to the children of Israel whatever he had been commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses that the skin of Moses' face shun, then Moses would put the veil on his face again. Until he went in to speak with the Lord again, and so when his face shone and they saw him, he saw that he knew he shunned because of their their responses to him. Right? Hey, you're hey, bro. You're glowing. You're like radiation. Stop. You know, you're just you know, oh oh. And then he would cover himself. But the, but the apostle Paul gives us more to the story. Trip out on that, right? He gives us more of the story here in our um in our text. He says, For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory, for even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels, which is the glory of the new covenant through Jesus Christ. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, listen to this, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. He literally tells us commentary on Exodus 34 right here because it doesn't tell us in Exodus 34 that he put the veil on so that they wouldn't be able to tell that the glow was fading. I Moses. <laughs> Come on, Moses, it's okay. You just got to go talk to God some more. But he just he just covered it so that they would think that he was still glowing. <laughs> I Moses. I love him. And he's the meekest man who ever lived other than our Lord, so that's saying something. There's hope for all of us. But uh, it was fading. Not so with you. Not so with me. It's more glorious than even Moses. And this is why even Jesus said, out of all the men born of woman, John the Baptist was the greatest prophet who ever lived. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than him. Why would he say that? Because when Jesus ascended, died, buried, rose, and ascended, remember, he, or before he ascended, he breathed on the disciples and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. That's when when they were born again. And he said, it is to your benefit that I go away so that I can send the helper, the Holy Spirit, that will empower your life, lead you into all truth, comfort you, counsel you. The power, the energy behind your life is going to be by the Holy Spirit. And that is why even he who is least in the kingdom was greater than John the Baptist at the time because John the Baptist died before the cross and the burial and the resurrection. But those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, we have the power of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life, and my life, guess what? It doesn't die. No man or woman can stand before God and say, the devil made me do it. No, sir. You had to step over the body of Jesus Christ, you had to step over the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and you had to say no to the ability that God gave you to resist it in order for you to fulfill the desire of your flesh. It is a different time for those of us who have faith in Jesus Christ. We have the Spirit of God in us that gives us power over temptation, over sin, and over death. He, we, we can be completely and are completely different people now than we ever were before because of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to John 3, please. John 3, verse 5. John 3, verse 5. We know that Jesus here is speaking to Nicodemus, and he says, "'Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, "'he cannot see the kingdom of God.' Nicodemus said to him, "'How can a man be born when he is old? "'Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born?' And Jesus said, "'Most assuredly, I say to you, "'unless one is born of water and the Spirit, "'he cannot enter the kingdom of God. "'That which is born of the flesh is flesh, "'and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit.'" Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Man, I love Blomont for that, and I love Banning for that. That wind this morning, it may bum some people out, but to me, it reminds me of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives rushing wind, the ministry of the Holy Spirit does not die. We are told by God that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is the same Spirit that dwells in us and will give strength, power to our mortal bodies. If the ministry of the Holy Spirit cannot die, then we should be really energized in our faith. Energetic, diligent, obedient, joyful, peaceful, loving, forgiving. All of these things we should be. Holy, pure, obedient, all of those things. True repentance, all of it. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Jesus said to the disciples in John 14:12 Most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me The works that I do, He will do also, and greater works than these He will do, because I go to my Father. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. That's John 14, 12. He says, if you keep my commandments, I will pray to the Father. See, there's a, a, the obedience and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. They go hand in hand. You want to you know why some people are always, you know, you don't see the fruits of the Spirit in their life. You don't see the joy in them. Because they're not o- o- obeying the Lord. See, I've walked with the Lord long enough to know that the, Holy, the power of the Holy Spirit is real in our life. But we we have to ask for the strength of the Holy Spirit. How much more, Jesus said, will the Father not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? We are His children. I, When I come to God, which is daily, I, I say, empower me, baptize me by Your Spirit so that I can do what You want me to do. See, but there's no way I can ask that if I'm disobedient. There's no way I can ask that if I'm not repentant for sins or the hidden sins. There's no way. So it's like there's no fruit. There's no, there's no life. It's fake. Jesus would say to some of us, you have not because you ask not. What is it that you cannot do by the power of the Holy Spirit? If you need a pen? You can write it down. <laughs> I cannot fill in the blank. Those watching on TV, I cannot go to church by the power of the Holy Spirit because God and I have a deal. I don't go to potluck. I don't go to events because what? Just pretend it's Walmart or Stater Brothers and you'll be fine. Just saying, there's people there. Just pretend that we're that, and you'll come. Why did he say we will do greater works than these? Because it's true. When we read in the Gospels all that Jesus has done Oh my gosh, look at what our Lord can do. Look at what he did. And when people see what you do and how you witness and how you love others and how you go out and you share your faith with people and how you're living for Christ, it's incredible because you and I are not Jesus. And that's why Jesus said greater works because it's one thing if he does them, it's another thing if he does them in and through us. Wow, we have these treasures hidden in earthen vessels, crackpots filled with the most beautiful news that this world needs. And he gives us the power to do it. Our sufficiency is of God, not of ourselves. Amen. In John chapter 7, verse 38, Paul, uh, the Jesus said, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And this he spoke of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Greater works than these you shall do, he said. Because the Holy Spirit's ministry does not die. Right now in every single country in the whole world, the Holy Spirit is moving. And there are divine appointments in the most obscure little villages to palaces. Uh, in, in every aspect of government, in every aspect of this
0: world. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram.